Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had four kids in four years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope we can give you something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30. It feels like a milestone. It is. I turned 30 this year, and that was a big milestone for me. <laughs> what? I know. You are old. Alan can say that because I'm older than him by 11 months, so he'll be 30 in January. What? And you can be old with me. Too much personal information on the interwebs, <laughs> Lexi. <laughs> My social is... <laughs> you can say how old you are, and his birthday's in January. You can figure out the year by yourself. <laughs> and the day. And the day. More or less. So, as promised, our real-life parenting moment this week is the big reveal. We are having a baby. We're having a baby. <laughs> Alan did that to our family when we were finding out the gender. He goes, we're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and our sister-in-law was like, that's not funny. <laughs> it was, though. No, we are having a girl. It's true. This was a huge shock. I had convinced myself it was definitely a boy. Just the way that my pregnancy is going, and I just felt like we'd have another boy. And when they were doing the ultrasound, I could tell them, like, that is not a boy. <laughs> We've done enough ultrasounds now where you, you can tell what you're looking for. And I'm like, pretty sure that's a girl. <laughs> and then she told us it's a girl. So we were very surprised. We were excited. Um, I'm excited to buy lots of little bows and pink things again. <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll be fun. Yep, we're excited. Baby girl. Throws our name game, though. We were, like, locked in on our name for a boy. Not so much on a girl. So we were going through family history just before this. Trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out one. Trying to get some name ideas. So, part of our, I thought part of our social media question could be, what are your favorite baby girl names? Because we need some help. We love super like crazy things like Tyreka. <laughs> you know, if you can combine a few names together, that's what we prefer. So give us your crazies. You couldn't tell Alan's being sarcastic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, so our girls right now are Cameron and <laughs> Chloe, which are not super like classic or old names or anything, but they're not really space age either. We like in between, I guess. <laughs> I, don't I don't know that space age is a commonly used term. I use that term <laughs> for names that combined multiple names, like Kyler. Or <laughs> Kyler's become a more popular name now. Still, it's Kyler and Kyle and Tyler. Yeah, it's like spouses that couldn't pick, and so they just did both. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so we like. Normal, not super trendy, not terribly old-fashioned. So, I don't know. Throw out your best names. <laughs> we, need, we need some help. Help us. Also, we had two new reviews up on iTunes. Thank Yay! you. Yay, thank you. We're we up need to, to 13. Check. It does help um, people to find our podcast with more ratings that we have. So, thank you so much um, to both Farron and Annie. 
Uh, I love Farron. Uh, is I love her comment because she said it's great for parents and for non-parents who really just like the duo because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any kids, and I love that she listens to our podcast. So thanks, Farron. And also Annie. Thank you, Annie, for your uh, review. We loved it. Thank you for the five stars. And I love that Annie thinks we're funny because I think we think we're funny. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right, so today we are anticipating the travel season. Now, this is one where, disclaimer, we are not experts in this because we have avoided this like the plague for as long as we can, and now we cannot. So we have done an episode about how to do road trips because we do a lot of those, but we have never flown with our kids except alexis once with only jack and that and he just was, slept the whole time yeah, he slept every single flight i think he was like six months old it was like super dreamy like it was so easy just Hashtag me and him. best kid <laughs> so we've avoided it because at least when you on a road trip and your kids cry for six hours only you see that my fear with flying is that now when our kids cry for six hours it's going to be public display, and we're going to be internet stars the next day because people are going to post videos of us not being able to handle our kids. So, so. we have we have plans to fly um, to Utah at, at the end of April. Um, Alan's brother is getting married, and we will have a one-month-old baby. And I don't really want to be driving across the country with a one-month-old, so we decided that we were going to fly. But now we'll have five children flying with, <laughs> with us. And I was looking at, I've, I went on a few flights recently and I was looking at the aisles and stuff. I'm like, our whole family doesn't even fit in one row. Like we have to divide up into two different rows. We'll probably have to have like a parent on each row. If we're lucky enough to have like three, you know, three row seats, you know, sometimes there's only like two. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go, but it's going to be a little poorly. <laughs> so oh man. We'll see. Oh man. <laughs> Hopefully it's one of those huge planes because then there's tons of seats and we can fit us all like close together. But Why isn't there like a divider they can put up and just say, everybody with kids behind the divider? Like, no parent would hate that. We would all love that. <laughs> just kids let scream us, and let us be in our space <laughs> and embrace it with each other. But alas, they're going to mix us in with a bunch of singles and old crotchety people. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have kids throwing up on people. It's going to be... Oh, please no. I hope not. So we looked up an article about how to travel via airport and airplane. And based on this article, I get the sense that the airport is as bad as the airplane. If you are traveling by car with your family, you can go back to episode 24, and that's tips on family road trips. So if you don't get to fly and you are driving, we have... an that episode um, that has lots of great tips on that because we do have experience there. So I think you said that wrong. If you get what? to drive and don't have to fly <laughs> and subject yourself to the public I don't know. shaming. I guess because we haven't tried it. I think in theory flying seems better. The worst. Because it's going to be so much shorter. <clears throat> yes, you have to wait in the airport and that part stinks. But it will take us one day to get there instead of two full days plus staying at a hotel and trying to get everyone to sleep nope, I get and be it. entertained in the car. Shorter, yes. So much shorter, that's a stretch. It's not going to be so much shorter. It's still going to be a crazy long day, even though okay. if everything goes well, we're going to have a one-way flight from Chicago to 
Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. But we're three hours from Chicago, so it's going to be three hours of driving, and then however long you're at the airport, and then flying, and then getting there. If we don't have a home alone experience, <laughs> then it'll be a miracle. It'll be proof, people, <laughs> that there's something bigger out there. Leave one of our kids out. Proof. <laughs> So, so after eight, at the end of April, we'll let you know. That if we still have five kids in our custody, <laughs> luckily we're at the stage though where we don't we don't have any runners. Like the only one who I could see who might like try to escape is Jack because he'll be two, like two and a half ish, and that's like the running age. But like Cammy and Chloe will make sure they stay by us. I think Nathan will be old enough where he'll just kind of like be nervous about enough about the crowds that he'll stay by us. I think Jackie's the only one who would just be like, whatever, and take off. I think we need to strategically accidentally leave our kids at the mall, the two boys, so that they have like a paranoia of getting left behind. <laughs> Before we leave. So that they're just stuck to us. Because both of those kids just do their own thing. I mean, we need those backpack leashes, right? No shame. I would do that. <laughs> Solidarity, people. <laughs> Um, so this article, great one, another one from Offspring. She gives a couple suggestions that she got from posting on her Facebook page. She said the three things that came up the most were iPads, books, and snacks. And obviously, and that's what she said. Like, everybody knows that. Come ready. Have your devices. Go all in. This is not the time to stick to your principles and say no, no screen time. So have all those things, but then she gives nine other things, and we already talked way too much, and somebody has to edit this tonight, so we're going to cruise <laughs> through these nine things. Most of them are fairly straightforward, and the article is great, so make sure to click in the show notes and read the article. So number one is busy bags. Um, these are sacks or Ziploc bags full of just little things for kids to kind of play with, you know, and, and use their fingers. Um, it says pipe cleaners with macaroni. You can put, make little, like, necklaces out of them. Um, I thought this was interesting to cut up a little bag of sponges. Yeah. Um, have some so they can, like, stack them or play with the shapes. And stuff like that. So just anything like little small things that they can kind of either make something or stack something or create something. Little busy bags. Yep. Love that. The key to those is that they need to be cheap so that if you lose or want to throw them away, you can. And they're light. Mine, our kids really love pipe cleaners. Like we, I usually do bags of pipe cleaners and beads in the car for when we go on road trips and they make necklaces with those and just, you know, find the cheapo beads from somewhere. But they love playing with the pipe cleaners, like even Nathan will make little bracelets for himself and stuff. Yeah. So, and they haven't figured out that those are actually sharp enough that they can be a weapon. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day <laughs> that ends our pipe cleaner days. <laughs> Luckily, in our van right now, they're in all four corners, so it's kind of hard for them to touch each other. So, not impossible. Not impossible. It does happen. The next thing she says is games. Number two is games, and she gives some examples of things that would work. I think this. Works for higher end of kids, like the six, seven, eight. But it, you could do a scavenger hunt, so you could prepare a list of things that you know would be in an airport, like a magazine or a straw or a person in a suit or a briefcase or suitcase or, you know, all the different things. You could make it as hard or as easy as your kid's age. Um, but that, if you make it long enough, could be, you know, a half an hour of killing time. 
So that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. The next one I thought was really interesting, empty Ziploc bags. So I was like, wait, what? But I think I would actually enjoy this for myself, is you bring a few Ziploc bags, and then you go to one of the food places and just use some of their ketchup and put it in the bag, seal it, and then give it to your kid, and it becomes like a thing that they can play with. So you can squish it, and you could even like write in it or draw on it. You know, I could imagine having a lot of fun with this. And, assuming you don't do this normally, it's novel. Um, I've seen this on Pinterest where moms do this with, like, paint. So they'll squirt paint into a Ziploc and close it, and the kids can draw on it and stuff. So Hashtag should have used ketchup. And there you go. Cheaper than buying paint. <laughs> uh, the next one is uninflated toys. So, like, beach balls. Um, you know, so that way it's easy to put in your bag and doesn't take a lot, a lot of space. And then blow it up when you're there and and they can kick it around i think that i could see that potentially being that a sounds problem. the worst <laughs> you bugging if other you want people? everybody in the airport to hate you do this one number four is for you <laughs> i think we'll pass on that one <laughs> if that didn't work you could like pack bb guns or something and just have them shoot people <laughs> if like you're really if you're, you're trying to make, to bug people. make enemies however probably going to be difficult to get that through security so you might have to stick with the inflatable ball <laughs> Number five, small, cheap, lightweight toys. Uh, this one I didn't really get because none of these seem super cheap. An Etch-A-Sketch, a Mr. Potato Head, or a Water Wiggly. Don't know what that I is. I don't know those. Wiki Sticks. She has links to all these things, so click away, people. Or a Glow Sticks. So, anyways, Play-Doh. sticker books, clothing books. This kind of goes back to our road trip one of just like the cheap dollar store <laughs> stuff that you can get and put in a bag Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is a fort. And I thought this one sounded kind of fun, but it would probably take up a little bit of space. So if you're already carrying like a blanket or a shawl with you and you can just make a little tent over a chair and let the kids hide in it. And she's like, if you're lucky, kid will fall asleep. Our kids would never fall asleep, but maybe if your baby's young enough, they will. Um, but that sounded kind of fun. Like if you're yeah. going to be there for a while, you don't need all all the seats like there's usually lots of empty seats and kids can go and play in a corner or something yep now this one is awesome and i'm gonna start doing this <laughs> it's called finger knitting if you have not caught the finger knitting fad now's your time we had never heard of this but when we showed it to our six-year-old she was like oh yeah finger weaving and she i did was, this in art yeah so, she was girl share <laughs> why do you keep this stuff to yourself it looks awesome. The video that they include in this is like the super slow-mo version of how to do this. It was painful to watch because yeah. it was so slow. <laughs> like, this is not complicated, woman. <laughs> Go faster. And your fingernails are beautiful but distracting. There's a little um, French manicured mini mouse. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I cannot get over her fingers are distracting me. But, um, but anyway, very cool. Watch this. We need to get our girls, like, proficient so that by the time we're in an airport, they're like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, because I can see them getting really frustrated the first few times that they do it. So don't wait to the airport to, like, introduce it to them. Yes. <laughs> Have them practice a few times before when they're bored at home. And then... This could be a great airplane. A lot of these were, like, more airport things. But if your kid's old enough, this could be a great airplane activity. Yeah. I could definitely see our girls doing this. I think, um, you know, Chloe's five, so I think... Starting at five, that they could probably do this. Yep. 
Number eight is airport play areas. And if you're lucky and in a major airport, um, oftentimes that they'll have play areas for kids. Um, I've been to one before. I, did we were talking about, I can't remember where it was. Two things in Chicago. The Chicago airport, um, had a little play area and there's not a lot of stuff in there, but it is a room and it had like, you know, a little hopscotch rug and a table and stuff. So that way, at least your kids could like be in an area that's not around a lot of people. And when I was with Jack, I just used it as like a little nursing room for myself. <laughs> so I just went in there, I could nurse him and then come back out. And if you do have a baby, some airports I have seen have like a mother's room, which is really nice, but a lot of them I haven't seen one of those. So if you're lucky to get a play area, that's a good place for your kids to go and be able to do some of these activities without getting in the way of others or getting getting lost. The last one is a roll of scotch tape. Good idea, right? Like, give your kid a roll of scotch tape and they'll find stuff to do with it. Scotch tape is versatile enough that you can make sculptures out of it. You can do all sorts of things with it. And it's super cheap, so you could buy each of your kids a roll of scotch tape and it wouldn't break the bank and they would have something novel that they don't get to play with. Generally. <laughs> we usually keep the tape away from our kids because they have a habit of just unrolling all of it and using way too much. So Yes, this, this would good- <laughs> reinforce that behavior. <laughs> this is a good time to do it because you don't care, but keep your scotch tape you're going to use at home. Keep that away from your kids. That's it. So just to refresh, she suggested busy bags games, an empty Ziploc bag that you fill with ketchup, uninflated toys if you want people to hate you, Cheap, lightweight toys, forts, finger knitting, absolutely, airport play areas, and a roll of scotch tape. So some creative things beyond the obvious iPad books and snacks, which if you don't have, shame on you. (laughs) Those are always must-haves. Make sure you have those first, then bring up the other stuff as backups. This is when those get boring. Because they do. Pull this stuff out. Eventually. So on social media, if you would like to respond, we would love to know what are your best tips for flying with kids or even just traveling with kids in general. Um, if you haven't flown with your kids before and favorite baby girl names, cause we need those. <laughs> yes, please. Thanks for listening this week. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at PIRL podcast. In fact, if you did, you may have seen that we were having a girl. Did you post it on there? No, I didn't post oh, it good. on our podcast. So this was the reveal. <laughs> but I did put it on my um, my other Instagram account that I use for my blog, which is Light in My Home. So if you follow me on Light in My Home, then you definitely would have seen that it's a girl. <laughs> or you can tweet us at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. You can also email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. And please, please, please subscribe and give us a rating. As always, there's a link below to show you how to do it. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.